Hi. Hey. Hi, welcome to Hello Action. Welcome, welcome. Happy Sunday. We're on our second episode of Hello Action. And this is the topic of what is your perfect order for success? Yes. <laughs> it's a great, great topic. I think we're going to go into some really, really deep points today. Just to talk about, you know, what do you hear when you hear perfect order? What comes mm-hmm. to mind? Mm-hmm. What is the perfect order for success? Mm-hmm. And what steps, if taken consistently, you can, like, you know, result in a perfect order? And I guess, like, when we were thinking about it, like, it just came up so organically. Like, yeah. we're in conversation about something totally different. And the idea of perfect order, especially when we're dealing with goals and it's such a goal, you know, goals and achieving goals is so popular in the month of January. It really was uh, forcing us to sort of think about like, is there a perfect order to success? Like, can we do these steps consistently and always be successful? So it it really seemed um, just natural. It made sense. Yeah. Yeah, It made sense, especially when it comes to goal setting. I mean, is there literally a perfect order for goal setting, right? Sure. You want to know the perfect order because you don't want to waste time and money. That's, <laughs> you <it. know>? exactly. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. That's the like big thing. Money as an entrepreneur, like you want right. to know the right way. I exactly. think that's why a lot of us spend a lot of time like on YouTube, on workshops, you know, trying to, okay, what's the way? What's the fastest mm-hmm. way? What's the fastest way? And is that always the right, you know, is that always the right way to think about it? But we keep using the word perfect because we sort of want to desensitize like or change the idea of how we perceive perfection. We keep using it a lot during our our conversation today, as you will see. But we really want to break sort of the, you know, the preconceived ideas that we have on perception uh, and how it relates to society. So we're not saying that there is a perfect order. Not and either. we're not saying that there is not a perfect exactly. order, uh, but we'll see. Let's see at the end of the discussion if, you know, if, if, there, is. if there is, we'll see. <laughs> so let's look at some concepts of perfection, you know, as we, we felt as it relates to goals, et cetera, like that. So, so one, understanding that there can be a perfect order and there may not be a perfect order to success in any goal. So that was the first thing. And I'm glad we preface with the idea is that it could be and it could not be but what we want to sort of reinforce that you can create a a perfect order that is right for you and i think Mm -hmm. that is uh really pivotal in anyone's idea of goal setting or goal achieving Mm -hmm. or any point of their life whatever you do it has to be right for your path your journey right and you know i think one thing too that well, the next point that we came up with was understanding that you can create your perfect order through trial and error, mm-hmm. right? But most of all, being consistent. So right. especially when you are doing something, you want to make sure that you're trying over and over and over to get to that basic goal that you want right. to get to, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, let's say, for example, you're trying to learn how to cook. Well, just because you burnt up the water once doesn't mean you're not going to try again. <laughs> don't you know, burn the water, guys. <laughs> don't burn don't burn the water. But hey, right? sometimes you need to burn the water in order to know that, okay, next time I'm not going to burn it, right? I'm not going to burn the water. I'm going to make sure that it stays. I put it on a medium. High right. I'm going to make sure that it's controlled. Right. So I think that that's something that, you know, failure does build up your success, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's taking those steps in order to fail, fail, fail make it right and i think trial and error trial and error it's so important 
but like you say, consistency, because it's that journey of the trial and error that we, is that in the middle of that journey, the trial and error journey that really makes or breaks us as business women, as, as just individuals is because we have to decide to keep going. And that's why we talk Mm -hmm. about hello action. We have to decide in that period of trial and error, do I continue going or which way do I continue going? You know, but we must be consistent. There must be consistent action. You can't Mm -hmm. just, you know, let your trials and all of the errors just, you know, kind of saturate your entire mind and and cripple your growth. Um, We also keep using a perfect because we really want to, again, desensitize the attachment to it. But we also thought that someone's perfect order may be a fit for you and it may not be a fit for you. And why I say that someone else is perfect order because you know, like <laughs> if you're on Instagram as much as we are, which is a lot of hours, <laughs> as an social media is everything. So if you're on Instagram as a lot as we are, you will see tons of people. They're coached. They can tell you the fast way. They can give you the ten steps. They can give you the three critical steps. They can give you the how to do it now. How to right. grow your social media account. How to gain more follows. How to get more views. How to you know what's the yeah. most <laughs> you know what's the most often thing that I hear. How I gained six figures in six exactly months. in six the months. Six figures number has been over and over again, and I'm just like, okay, how did you gain six figures? Well, when you get into it, honey, your path to wherever you were before you started to get six figures mm-hmm. is not my same journey. It's not exactly. my journey, right? Your access to whatever income resources that you have is not mine, mm-hmm. right? Your perception of how you see the market, uh, products. Uh, you know, your face, how you talk, it's not mine. So remember that you can learn from these people. Yeah. Take what you can and build it to your own. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing this Australian woman. She's constantly, uh, her ads are constantly running on YouTube. I think she was kind of like the first person. And I'm really uh, running past her name right now. But I think she was kind of like one of the first people to become super successful at, on e- on online e-commerce business. Mm-hmm. And so from then on, she started just, you know, making a lot of these courses to help people. And, you know, apparently a lot of people became successful in their e-commerce business as well. But the thing is, is that every time she would say those same words that I can show you how to do this, I can show you how to get the same numbers, I can show you, I can show you. It's almost like we know that there's a part of this that it may work for 10% or 20, 30% of the people who do actually take her course. But we also know that there's about 60, 70% of people who took the course and still broke, still who, don't still, who still don't have nothing. So again, when you see these people, when you you know sign up for a workshop, you sign up for a course that's going to help you make six figures in three months, <laughs> just remember that what they're promising is to give you some steps that may work for you and that may not work for you. Just be wise about it. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's not even just about, you know, the consistent order of somebody else, but it's also that, you know, understanding that the definition of perfect is not the focus, right? but it's the consistent action that is perfect, right? You know, it's creating that consistent pattern for you. So as you were saying before, you know, there's some people who are online looking for that fast way to make that 10 figures in six months. But guess Mm -hmm. what? Like a lot of the time is that we're seeing these people, they have a pattern and it's great. Yes, they've been consistent. But at the same time, too, it's like, okay, well, 
are you going to be as consistent as them? Mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. it's still but, the inner person. It still exactly. has to do a lot with who you yeah. You are. still have that self-saboteur as well, right? And mm-hmm. that's something that you also have to de- like demolish, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, mm-hmm. in your head, it's like, oh, perfection, perfection. I need to be perfect. I need to, you know, so even when we're having that consistent action or you know, sometimes we just take a break for one second. We're like, oh my God, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I haven't been doing anything with my time, but you didn't even realize all that consistent all that you've done. Yeah. Thing, right? Yeah. So because, you know, know, I don't even mean to like, uh, but you know, like exactly what you're saying there is like, you know, they tell you what you're supposed to be doing. They say right. you need to, you know, be working three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock right. in the morning, right? So then you feel <laughs> guilty when you're not putting in as much work. Exactly. As that, you know, as that super huge influencer that made six figures in three months, you need to put in 10 hours, 12 hours, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But like you said, at the end of the day, it's still who you are inside. No matter, you can get right now the golden book to success dropped from Elon Musk. Okay. (laughs) Dropped right in front of your door, delivered, fast delivered, express in front of your door. But if... All right, Amazon Prime will get you that package. Rain, sun, snow. I see this this week. They delivered. It'll come tomorrow. <laughs> It'll come fast. Yeah. You know, uh, you could get that package, that golden package that says these are the steps. But if who you are inside mm-hmm. is not motivated, is not driven, yeah. do not understand your own yes or your own whys for whatever it is that you do it. None of this makes sense in your life. None of this would work. You know what I mean? None of it will work. <laughs> so um, I really appreciate that point. That point was really yeah. key, you know, <laughs> really key. So for me now, when I'm thinking about the perfect order, you know, I love to research. So I had to research a little bit about perfect order. And what I found was that there is this thing called a perfect order index. It's a business model that a lot of companies use. It's an analogy um, that I'm trying to explain here, guys. So business companies use this perfect order index. So from the time a person orders something on Amazon, for example, to the time it reaches in front of their door and they open it, Mm -hmm. they check every single step. Now, if 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 there was an issue with the ordering, they take off points. If there was an issue with the way that the person handled the package, oh, they yeah. take off points. If there was a, if the person received the package and it was damaged, they take off points and they count that as not a perfect order <laughs> because each step from the time the customer ordered to the time the customer opened the package, each step needs to be with perfection perfect. to be called. Oh, that was a perfect order. Mm-hmm. And so I found, and it's going back again to the trial and error that you talked about. Yeah. I found this this interesting. Uh, and I'm like, wow, just imagine that we are, you know, that package. And at every step, it has to be so perfect that if we do not get that step right, we sort of start over mm-hmm. again. But just imagine if we did not keep going, if they did not keep pursuing the perfect or the index, they would not know how to yeah. meet every single criteria to make sure that that customer can get that package on time. Like, just imagine Amazon can't really say um, one day shipping and two day shipping without testing. Exactly. They couldn't come up with that idea without testing what the perfect order is. They had to try several times, hundreds mm-hmm. of times research to have a person order how long it would take it to be, you know, put together exactly. at, the, at the manufacturing place, <laughs> package, see how long it will take 
to pick up, how long it will take delivery. And they had to take into consideration where are weather conditions, uh, drivers dropping out of nowhere, customers deciding that they want to change their order. COVID. COVID. Oh, that was a huge one, right? (laughs) They have to take into consideration all these things. Then to come up with the idea, oh, we can offer one-day shipping and two-day mm-hmm. shipping. They're so confident in that. But that doesn't come from just out of there. That comes from research, researching the perfect order, the perfect order index. Yes. And so when I look at that as it pertains to us, at every step that we have tried to go forward, to go forward, to find that perfect order, even if it's not perfect, even if you have to restart, mm-hmm. that it's okay that you will get to that spot that you yeah. want to get to. But as you say, consistent action, you have to keep yeah. going. Can't be frustrated when you're at step three and you got to go all exactly. the You know, you have to yeah. keep going. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that, you know, a perfect order also needs goal strategy. Right. Right. We can't just stay here and be like, okay, well, it's going to happen by itself. Oh. You know? No, <laughs> it's not going to happen right? by itself, unfortunately. Right. I, but what we can do is make sure that we've set strategies in place. We set goals in place, mm-hmm. you know, and especially like you said before, to get to every step, we need to be aware and we need to embrace that. Mm-hmm. We need to embrace those steps and we need right. to be able to say, okay, well, how can I achieve this? You know, is this goal obtainable in the first place? Can I do this? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course we can all do anything that we put our mind to, but at the same time too, we do got to be realistic with certain things. Right. Right. You know, and we have to make sure that we're like, okay, today I'm going to make sure to do this. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's just sometimes the first step. You right. Know? And to include failures yeah. and to include, exactly. okay, if I do not meet this goal at this time, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the strategy. Right. It's a strategy. Yeah, it is a strategy, and we have to be mindful about it because realistically, sometimes you're not going to make that goal, right? Mm-hmm. But you give yourself time to say, okay, if I even just do one thing a day, mm-hmm. one thing a day to get to that certain goal, it could help me a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, and we also have to embrace again those failures because right. the more we fail, the more easy it's going to be to grasp that yeah. of success. The more knowledge we attain yeah, about the more. better. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think I think like, you know, um when you say goal strategy, I think people think goal strategy is always like, oh yeah, I'm gonna reach that power. I'm mm-hmm. gonna reach that power. goal strategy has to include your weakness because you have yeah. to identify where you're weak to be That's strong, true. to plan for that. Goal strategy uh has to involve failures okay what if i run out of money okay what mm-hmm. if i don't get a sponsor okay what if i become sick and i cannot go on stage and do you know my performance it has to include a lot of those things so that way you can plan and strategize for it exactly. you know as you were talking just now i was getting you remember you know this reel that's called money comes to me yes the mantra. yeah <laughs> the money comes to me it comes to me i was watching this i'm sure everybody's seen it when you're talking about goal strategy, I was just imagining, you know, having a goal to be a millionaire rich and just sitting on my chair and just be like, money comes to me. Money comes and just me. getting up and like, <laughs> money will just come to me. I mean, yeah. but you know, the thing is, too, is that a lot of people just think that that mantra is going to come without the work, without the work, without the work, you know, and yes, you can count that and you can see how much as many times as you want, money comes to me, money comes to me. Mm-hmm. But are you working for that money to come to you? Right. Did you do the work for your, that money to come to you? Right. You know? 
And when the money comes to you, Missy, what you, do what you doing with the money? What do you do with it? What you doing? You know, because you know in the Bible they talk about being good stewards of your money. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing when you get that money, that paycheck comes in. If you're thinking how fast you can spend that paycheck, and okay, let's get into it. Let's Listen. just go right into it. You if you're thinking about okay, I gotta get my head on right. all of this before yes. all the bills. All of this before bills or before right. saving or before an emo- emergency investing. fund. Investing. When money comes to you, my friend, what are you doing with the money? And a lot of us in our community don't have, or we're, I feel like we're trying to, we're evolving now. We're trying to yes. be aware of, of money and how, what influences uh, the, our money and how we can yeah. grow our money. You know, this is not topics that we've constantly heard about, investing, exactly. things like that. Right now, we're being a little bit more wise with what we have. And when money does come to us, we know what to do with it. How to multiply that money, right? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Money comes to me. Sing it every day, okay? That's right. But when it does come to you, just make sure you're prepared to do something with it. That's it. Oh my gosh, I can't. Um, for me now, I'm thinking a perfect order. Like we said, we'll have failures and to be prepared for it. That's everything I was just talking about. To really be prepared for failures. I don't think it's wrong to plan for failures. I like to, like, honestly, I have this thing about me. I don't know if it's because I grew up in the Caribbean, but I sort of like always watch my environment when I'm around. If yes. things start moving, shifting in a way, I kind of like, hmm, where's the exit? Yeah. If someone attacks me, where is something I could defend myself? I start to really? kind of like, you know, search for like a hiding space. Be prepared. <laughs> Being prepared for yeah. if I need to fight or flight. Okay. So when it comes to goal strategy and and, and getting your perfect order, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be prepared for failures. Yeah. Now we can never say that we've always gone out, gone after a goal and it's always been successful. No. Right. Like I remember talking about, um, like, you know, publishing my book, like I've mm-hmm. been trying to do uh, book publishing for quite some years. And honestly, there's so many different things that influenced me mm-hmm. to not do it. Yeah. But when I had that first, I remember, I, I think I had an author tip on my Instagram where I talked about publishing my first book and having mistakes, errors in the book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, crying. oh, my God, it was so traumatic. I thought it was, <laughs> my life as an author was over and i was not prepared for when i actually did succeed in publishing mm-hmm. i did achieve my goal i wasn't prepared for the failure after i yep. just had a success you just had just, right i just did something that i wanted to do for 20 years exactly. but boop snatched away that little joy and i said <laughs> there is no error in the book okay mm-hmm. right so that point, I felt like giving up. That point, I felt yeah. like, who wants to read whatever I want to say? You know, all the negative self-talk started raining down. And it didn't matter that I had just done something in like three days yeah. that I wanted to do for 20 years. It didn't matter. And then, like I said, I went to this. I had to research again. I'm like, how do people deal? How does, mm-hmm. how, does it, how do authors deal with this sort of like feeling like you've yeah. placed something out there that has mistakes in it? And this super incredible author she's super uh you know just such a best she's a bestseller she's just amazing i read her article and she was like if you think you're gonna always publish a perfect book just give up right now just stop it i'm gonna tell you what it is so you know that even so she had a huge team proofreader editor you know Mm -hmm. marketing this branding person whatever and herself and they all read her script 
but nobody saw that she referred to the main character as a different name in one of the chapters. And the book reviewer ripped her, the critic ripped her to shreds. Now, at such a high level, like, it's just little old me at that time doing my book, right? I'm my own team. And I'm there literally crucified myself. Yeah. And for her, she was like saying, you know what? It's fine. It's okay. You have to work on those things. Right? Because at the end of the day, you have to give yourself credit too, right? Mm. You are your editor. You are your writer. You're the one that, you know, designed your book. You have to be willing to embrace and accept failure. It's yeah. That's it. Because even for myself, I've tried numerous of times. I've noticed that there were like, you know, errors in my book too. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know what? It's going to happen. And, and that's even like a famous quote from Thomas Edison that had mm-hmm. also said, I have found, I have not failed. Yeah. I just found 10,000 ways that did not work, <laughs> you know? Right. And we have Remember to keep going. That. We have keep to keep going. going. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for back with that, like, you know, like all of those failures, like you're saying, just gave me such a good perspective and just really sharpened my skills for publishing. Yeah. Like it sharpened my skills so much where I am so comfortable with publishing. It takes me yeah. less than an hour. Right. Uh, but it's through a lot of failures. Like it took one time I had such a huge problem with publishing a book. Amazon could not help me. Amazon had no idea how to fix this problem. I we figured out with my husband, we figured out how to fix the problem. You see, but it just built my knowledge and made me so much more comfortable now. When failures or when I have mistakes or things are popping up, I'm just like, okay, I know how to do this. I become more comfortable with, with struggle and disappointments in a way where I can push past it. I know that I can. Right. So, and I think that that just even goes to the next tip to just say that it's you know a path to success of any goal may work the first time, right. but may not may not or have not changed for the next time. Right. Like right. we're not gonna have that same like okay. You see how you were able to just fix that problem this one time. Right. Right. But maybe the next time it's gonna be completely different. It was right? completely different the next yeah. time for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so you know we have to be able to welcome those things as well. That okay for my goal now how I accepted this and how I walked into this is not going to be the way I walk into it the next time, you know, Mm. like even for myself with the first two publishing, the first two books that I've published, I was excited. I was happy. And I, you know, I was like, Oh my God, they're published. They're out there. And then I just remember like getting a message saying, uh, you know, what? it's not not published and there's something wrong, you know? And even like once I was able to get that text back and I, I seen, okay, there was a problem with the size. I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, all right, let me change it to the size that mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. Once mm-hmm. I changed it, it finally published. And wow. I was like, finally, finally, you know, thank goodness. And wow. in the next book, it mm-hmm. didn't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a diff, I had a completely different, completely different problem. And I had to learn from that and be like, okay, you know what? This time it's going to be different. The next time is going to be even worse. <laughs> or maybe the next time is going to be even better. But I just have to make sure that, you know what? We stay consistent within how we allow ourselves to go about our goals. And yeah. that's really just, you know, accepting that sometimes it's not going to be the same way. It's I'm not going to be the same way. Because honestly, like, I, I feel like I have accumulated enough steps to mm-hmm. see that I have um, I don't even want to use the per- perfect. Mm-hmm. I have a combination of things that work exactly. <laughs> to publish a book quickly. Right. Okay? I, I would say that. But I would always remember that every time I do publish a book, mm-hmm. it is not always perfect. perfect. Sometimes, one time it may be, 
But like you said, different things come up all the time, yeah. all the time. So when you're going after this perfect order that you think, or when you're trying to take your steps for goal success, mm-hmm. as we've talked about before, to prepare for failures, prepare for things that may try to keep you down or to try to deter you. But you must remember to keep a positive mindset. And that is what, even from that example of, of me uh, publishing with, with mistakes, I'm sure I've still made mistakes, guys. Mm-hmm. Still, But to keep po- be positive and to focus yeah. on the good. Focus on that. You know, the stories are still beautiful. Focus yeah. on the illustrations are beautiful. Focus yeah. on, you know, what it means and what it means to me that I've accomplished that yeah. goal and that I will get better. You know, I will get yeah. better. And, and who you can help. And who I can help. Yeah. Right. So it's really important to stay positive because yeah. as soon as a failure comes up, okay, I know now what not to do. And that's exactly. good. Isn't it good to know what not yes. to do? Exactly. Like, that's one thing that we should kind of like think about a failure. Oh, yay. Now I know what, what not to yeah. do. Like approach it differently than being like, oh my God, my life is just ruined. Jump for joy exactly. because now you have something else. You have gained experience. You have acquired wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. You've just acquired wisdom through failure and that can help you go a long way. But I feel like um, when we talk about perfect so much, mm-hmm. it kind of brings me to the idea of why do we linger on the word so much that we need yeah. to be perfect or we need to know exactly what to do. Yeah. And some people can't even function mentally without knowing exactly. I need to write down exactly how, 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 how. Because if anything goes out of whack, they feel like they've lost it. Exactly. So let's talk about, uh, you know, the ideas of perfection in society. Why do you feel like we are so hung up on having the perfect pact for anything in life? <laughs> You know, I think one thing about having that perfect order and why we feel like we're like this is because, you know what? They teach us that stuff in school. <laughs> yeah. They right. teach you to, to go in a single file line. Right. You know, oh, yeah. From, this... the... <laughs> from the start. Single file, yeah. single file. Exactly, right? You, you even learn from just that. Right? Wow, that is really touching me right now, to be quite <laughs> honest. As a because teacher, even in a different way, single file, traumatizing for some kids. Even when you're just going up the stairs, you got to make sure you're going on one side of the stairs, the other people are coming down. Like, you right. know, yeah. already there is such a perfect order. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn. I find in school, you just learn to be perfect, perfect, perfect. Wow. You need to go to school. You need mm-hmm. to get an, a, you, you need to get your degree. You mm-hmm. need to get a job, mm-hmm. right? And then okay, you work that job for the rest of your life. Right. right? And it's it's funny because even too, when it comes to going back into school and taking a course, you have a perfect order in that as well mm-hmm. of what you need to take, like in nursing. Okay, yeah. well, you're not going to take nursing, nursing right away. That's no, no. Learn. Learn comp- yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to learn about math. You're going to take prerequisites. You're going to take all of these things before you actually get into nursing. Mm-hmm. And then even before getting the actual certificate, you're going to learn about compassion. You're mm-hmm. going to learn about different ways of how to treat the patient. Uh, you know, there's so many different things when it comes into perfect that it just seems like, you know what? There's always going to be a perfect order, but that perfect order does not define who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't define me. It doesn't yeah. define my success, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, society, especially when it comes into body image, like, you know, we can go so far into this and, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. crazy. We would be talking about this forever, but, right. you, you know, like it's, there's so many different ways of how society wants us to be perfect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? 
What do you think? I think, about I think like, you know, like when you're talking about the single file, like I didn't even think about that. I feel yeah. like, like, you know, as you're talking, it's perfection is so fabricated. It's like the, it's like the, the texture of our society. Yes. It's built in and unconsciously as a teacher, I have been enforcing that because when I go to school tomorrow, if I'm, it's going to be a single file line because yes. you want organized, you want structure. Exactly. And, and so we are saying to kids, if you're not organized, if you're not structured in this way, that it's you're not gonna... perfect. Exactly. If one person steps out of line, it's not perfect. And that can really be damaging to, yes. to students. And I think it's one of the reasons why I try to sort of a step away from a lot of standardized, mm -hmm. uh, standardized methods at school. I try yes. to test my students differently. I try to approach them differently because I realize that they're just used to this one step way. Yes. And that even if me, I don't fit that as a teacher, yeah. I feel like I'm, am I not a good teacher? Am I not That's the perfect it. teacher that does, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I had to kind of just sway away from that a bit. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, it, honestly, that single file idea really kind of <laughs> tore me. <laughs> tore me and I just one. wanted to mention one more thing is that, you know, especially just going back into the school aspect is that if let's say, for example, now that you want to decide that you want to do a business. Yeah. And you know what? It even comes into your family. I just have to mention this quickly because okay. it's, true. <laughs> it's like, you know, your family tells you too. You need yeah. to go to school. You need to make sure that you get a good degree. You need to make sure that you do everything that it takes to get your perfect. career, yeah. your perfect career, right? Mm -hmm. And then once you're in the career, sometimes you don't even feel like, oh my God, I just came so perfectly into this. Mm -hmm. Then now I'm not comfortable. I don't want yeah. to be here anymore. I want mm -hmm. something different. I want something, I want more. But right? then when your family and when society is saying, well, you're 25, you're supposed to right. be graduated from university. <laughs> Then you're supposed to be engaged in six months. Yes. And you're supposed, and even you're supposed to have a baby, going, right? <laughs> Ideas of perfection. And then even going so further into it, it's like once you've done all of those things. I mean, for me, as once when mm. I was dating my husband, of course, we heard several times, "When are you getting married?" Right. And then you hear, "As soon as you get engaged, when is the wedding?" And what was really strange, actually, what was really strange is was that we got married six months after our engagement, and that was strange for people. People are like, oh, is there a reason why you got in, uh, married so quickly after six months? I was like, if I stayed engaged for two years, you guys would have been on me. But now I got married too soon. Now that I'm married, was new. you're upset. That was new. <laughs> and then once you get married, you hear, which is horrible, guys. I don't know who does this, but you start attacking married couples about when they're going to conceive. And I remember seeing this woman, mm. and I'm telling you, every time she would see me, my mother's friend... Every time she would see me, it would be not even hello. It would be, oh, how come you don't have a baby yet? Where's your baby? Lifting up my clothes to see if I have a bun in the oven. It was invasive on max. Mm -hmm. And every time I see her, it would be the same same, same thing she would say. And it started yeah. to make me feel uncomfortable of because course. the perfect order was that once you get married by six months, you should be knocked out. Yeah. Right. That's what, that's because what Because the honeymoon was there, right? You right. You're supposed to get pregnant on your honeymoon. Exactly. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, okay, you, I should see the baby now. Like, <laughs> right. We should see your belly by now. It's so much pressure. It's hmm. so much pressure. And it was so much pressure for us, for me, because I was the walking carrier of this yeah 
supposedly perfection that is exactly. supposed to happen. And when it wasn't happening in the time frame mm-hmm. that, you know, well, you're supposed to try for one month and get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, three months and get pregnant. And when it wasn't happening, it was yeah. stressful. It was painful. It was, it was yeah. traumatic. And even after now having a kid, it's like, when are you going to have the second one? Mm-hmm. And it's ask these type of things, right? It's but like people you, are never satisfied, you know? But if you don't know me in that way, don't ask me this kind of stuff. I'm not taking no prisoners. Right now, if you ask me this kind of stuff, you're going to get it really harsh. Yeah, Because right. it's just none of your business to keep pressuring people into that. And I don't know if you experienced this one. I mean ones, guys, I'm pretty smart, okay? But... In university, I was a bit, I had a year where I was a bit off. I was having mm-hmm. a lot of things happening at home. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to pay for school on my own. I was working full time. There was a lot going on. Yeah. So like you said, there's a perfect order. And yeah. that was the biggest, listen, I literally could scream right now. That was the biggest lesson that I learned. There's a perfect order to graduate in your program. Of you course. cannot just say that you're taking this course, that course, mm-hmm. this course, that course. And nope. because I was not aware of that. I missed an opportunity to get a course that I needed as a prerequisite to a next course, right? Now, because I missed that opportunity, that course was only going to be available two years later. Do you know how much, how many years I was delayed to graduate? About two years. Can you just imagine? taking regular courses just to be in school. I was floored. I was so disappointed in myself. I was like, how come you didn't know that there was this type of order? How come you didn't understand? Yeah. I was so down on myself. What was even worse was society. Yeah. People were like, I thought you were supposed to be already graduated by now. Mm-hmm. What's taking you so long? Right. Oh, you're still in school? And it was the nose up. The... And I was like, are you guys kidding me? Hmm. Like, even that you have. Yeah an expectation of when I'm supposed to be done. And I would think any young person who's in university right now or who's in college right now, and you're not sure of where you're going, or by some mistake, we make mistakes, that you missed the prerequisite course. It's okay. The detour is not the end of your journey, okay? It's not the end of your journey. It's the beginning. beginning. And it taught me so much. It taught me so much. It taught me how to, you know, be on top of my stuff. Yes. It taught me to just not take an advisor's comment. You know what I mean? Don't worry this time was going to matter. Be involved in what's going on in your life. Go to the office and ask questions and say, okay, what ask questions about your life? That's what it taught me. To just not idly sit down and just let, okay, well, they say I'm supposed to re-register. No, go find out what's going on with your life, with your money, right? Yes, because it was the same for me in nursing, you know, on that on that route to go to nursing. Right. You either had the science program or you had the arts program. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They never mentioned what those were. So everybody <laughs> just ended up picking art, right? Like right. everybody, you know, and it's crazy because once I realized that oh my gosh I needed the science program mm-hmm, I graduated mm-hmm. in honors within the arts but mm-hmm. I'm like okay now I need to get back into prerequisites and it's funny because even in my journey on on my way there to nursing I'm taking the prerequisites money happens right mm-hmm. I'm paying for everything nobody's helping me right I had to get three different jobs just to pay mm. for this you know what I mean and I don't think that anybody realized how much a student goes through in order to just try and graduate school. Like, yeah. really and truly. There are people that are in loans up to their 
neck, even higher, even yeah. higher, just trying to graduate from a simple program. Well, what we call is a simple program, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes they are simple, right? And, and but if sometimes it's just yeah. to graduate. It's, that's exactly it. That simple thing, just to graduate. Just to graduate for to, to be accepted by society as a graduate, but you don't like your program, you can get a job in it. Just exactly. to say that you've graduated, you That's know. It. So I'm happy with how my life turned around. I'm not I'm not mad at how the journey went. Mm -hmm. You know, I went into a PAB instead of taking my full license nursing. And you know what? While I was in PAB, I even realized there. That mm. oh my gosh, that perf that detour saved my life. Yeah, <laughs> you know? wow, it mm -hmm. saved me because look at who I am now today. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach. I've done yeah. so many different 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 things, and I'm <laughs> proud of that. You I know, think COVID would have had you locked into some 15 hour, 20 hour trips <laughs> as an RN for sure. Right. Uh, but it's it's really important. I think I pray that young people are get an opportunity to listen to us. Yeah. So that, you know, that it feel encouraged that, you know, an academic journey, it can be trials, mm -hmm. it can be up and down. It could be trying to find your space, just finding a space where you're comfortable in. And I know that they don't, um, they don't really tell you, you you're not really given guidelines on no. the steps. There are steps in society that are there. You can't do yes. anything about it. They're fabricated into society. Yes. To get this, you must, to get a house, you must need yeah. this, you must get this, you must get to get, you know, there's things that we just can't change. Yeah. But understand that even if you can't change them, you work around you them work to it. find your order to yeah. your success in your way. You know, because they don't tell you um, what? to get into nursing. Exactly. You need to be uh, ready from since elementary school. Yes. You need to be doing, you know, in high school, you need to have those things prepared before you even step into college. Exactly. So your steps have to be way prepared. Wait. From years ago, before you needed those steps, ten years later, so it, it's like so deep into society yeah. that you really have to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's what you need, if that's what you're going for, you have to be aware of certain things and be knowledgeable about the path. You know. And I just wanted to mention one more thing: is that you see that perfect order that we're learning, mm -hmm. that perfect order of going to school, getting the job, getting the good degree, etc., so forth. It's funny because they don't necessarily give you an open mind mm -hmm. to the other things that you can do outside of those things you see they'll tell you okay i i know the steps on how you can get a house yeah but guess what in school they don't teach you about how you can get a house no okay they don't tell you about your taxes they don't teach you how to cook they don't teach you how to live by yourself they don't teach you how to do any of those things hmm. which is actually what perfect your order mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. which is actually what perfect well at least it aids in perfecting the order right Right. Mm -hmm. And and what everybody's talking about. How can you do things if, if there's already an order in place and you can't even go on your own to make your own perfect order? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, no. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just something that we have to think about. We have to be mindful. We, we have to be open to accepting that. OK, you know what? This is a perfect order for this person. That person, yeah. But it's not a perfect order for me. Yeah. And, and sometimes what society says is perfection, guys. We just don't take it. We're just not into it. What they think about beauty, what the, who they think they can be a model. We see people every day changing those ideas, those perceptions. What age you're supposed to get married? Look, right mm -hmm. now, the age to conceive. Listen, the mere fact that I think I was... Guys, I don't mean to offend anyone, right? Just to be clear. The mere fact that I was being called 
a geriatric, what is the term? Geriatric pregnancy that I had because I was 35 years old is beyond me. But this is the kind of ideas that we have in society yeah. that when you reach 35, you you're try old. to have a kid, you're yeah. done. You're done. You're on, you're on the clock. The pressure is so hard on, on women who are yeah. trying to conceive. Who, yeah. If you're 35, 38, 39, 42, whatever, these ideas that you have to be below 35 to actually conceive or whatever like that, mm. it's just not true. I know so many people, even myself, who's got pregnant above 35, natural, beautiful pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But the the idea that it's forcing you, even in uh, who you become uh, committed with, you're racing to commit to this person that you don't even know. Don't even know. But because science <laughs> says you need to have this person in order to have a family, yeah. just so you can meet your time frame to get pregnant. And then you have the baby and then you're thinking, who is this man? Exactly. Next to me right now. But you don't know because, right? You were focused on getting pregnant, getting, having that family next to your thing. So I just, ideas of perfection, ideas of perfection can be so draining, can be so suppressive. Yes. And if it's one thing that we have learned, we create our own path and it may not be acceptable. So be prepared for people to say, you know, whatever they want to say about yeah. your own path to success. It may not be, you know, what society renders as perfect, but yeah. it will, it will have to be adjusted for you. Mm-hmm. It will have to be adjusted for you because, yeah. and don't let that pressure, because for me, like I said, mm-hmm. just knowing that I had such huge dreams from college and I didn't yeah. graduate in the time that I wanted, I felt like I was less than as a teacher. I felt mm-hmm. like I wouldn't get enough jobs. I felt that, you know, I just had the world of heaviness on me yes. and I wasn't enough because I didn't graduate in the timing, the perfect timing that I was supposed to. Exactly. But it brought me the opportunity to take sciences. Now I teach okay. sciences, right? My program is not science. So that detour and delay brought me into, oh, let me just take some courses. I took science. Uh-huh. I was able to teach physics and science in high school. I would never have that under my belt now or feel comfortable to teach that now if I didn't have that detour and delay. And I felt like God really wanted me to have that time to like just grow. When I tell you, I felt like from that moment, I was so much more confident in who I was and who I am and what I acquired that my life just felt sped up. I was in a full-time teaching. I was doing this. I was actually teaching teachers to be teachers in six months, right? Just graduated. So I say all that to say, like, when you're in it, it may not seem like it's right for you. It may not seem like it works because it's not meeting, you know, society's idea. But as we've been trying to say, a perfect order, it could be and it could not be. But what's What's important is that your journey becomes perfect just for you. Exactly. And I think one more thing is just to say that it, your perfect order does not define you. It does you not know? define you. It does not define you. And how you start and how you finish is absolutely unique to you. you right. Know? You just have to, you have to start it how you feel comfortable and finish it how you want to see it done. You know, what does your best self look like? What does your best what self does, look like? What does like your best self look like? <laughs> <laughs> Envision it and make it happen, guys. But anyways, I think we've really got a lot on here, but we thank you guys for listening. And um, this is Hello Action. So at the end of the day, guys, with all of this information, 
how do you apply this? How do you apply it to your life? What type of reflection? What type of ideas that is, does it give you? Are you putting uh, unnecessary strains on yourself to meet an mm -hmm. idea of perfection that you've seen from another business, another person, another exactly. individual? Are you putting pressures on yourself about your own ideas of, of perfection That's on your own life and making yourself, you know, burdened by, the, you know, Exactly. You have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank because you. we can't do just, oh, sorry. <laughs> we all have different orders. That's what makes us, uh, yeah, we have to appreciate our own uniqueness and what we bring, you know, to the table. Wait a second. <laughs> to the table. <laughs> Is that our next Talk topic? About the table. <laughs> yeah. That's our next topic, That's actually. Our next topic. So. Well, and it's going to be a great one because I think, you know, going into Black History Month, our next yeah. our next episode is, in, as, is at the beginning, excuse me, of Black History Month. And, you know, we're going to be talking about how we become the becoming table. Becoming the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our next topic. Yeah, we, we're really into this conversation, guys. But our next topic, what, what date is it again? I believe it was February 6th. Yeah. We'll be talking about becoming the table because we see the real I am the table. But, guys... Yeah. Don't be saying I am the table if you really <laughs> don't know what it means to be the table, right? When so it becomes, we thank you guys be for watching. <laughs> we thank you guys for watching. We thank you guys for listening. And remember to answer your call to action. Everything that you learn, how does it help you to mobilize and keep moving? All right. Have Bye, guys. Bye.